the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover three and anywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. So many of y'all hanging out live. We always appreciate it. I know that you've had this circled because today is the beginning of a regular, put it on your calendar, 11 a.m. Eastern time on Thursdays. Locks with cover three. Now call it something else. If your boss sees your calendar too, that's okay. But this is what we're going to do. Thanks to everybody for hanging out live. Make sure that you smash that subscribe, smash that like subscribers getting going in the chat. And there will be some special content for subscribers uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks as we count down to week one. We got a lot to get to. We just did our pre-show meeting. We were throwing out our locks. How many you got? How many you got? How many you got? Well, look, we, we had no time for news and headlines, only time for us to get in. So we begin with a review of last year's win totals locks. Tom Fernelli. He went seven and four overall. The wins were Michigan over nine and a half, Arizona State under six, Arizona over two and a half, Vanderbilt over 2.5 over by October, uh, Northern Illinois under seven and a half, Illinois over four and a half, the losses Purdue under seven, Florida State under seven, Auburn over six, and then UMass under two and a half. The Minutemen uh, did get there, uh, unlike your prediction. It, I know this is a long time ago, Tom, so you don't need to elaborate much. Looking back at it, what what stings, what stands out, what are you proud of? What stings the most is you didn't read off my Oklahoma State underwin. Why? Are you mad at me or something? You had No, I was, that was a lock agreement. That's just an no, honest mistake. Skipped right over it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, obviously, I picked Purdue to finish under seven, and they ended up winning the Big Ten West. So I feel like that was the one I was way off on. Florida State won 10 games. Other than that, I mean, I feel good about all those picks. I'd make them again today. Yeah, Tom was the only one with a pick in the SEC West. Look at all these locks right here. Everyone steered clear of the SEC West except for Tom. He was the only one brave enough uh, to venture into that division. Uh, Took an L, though. All right. I went six and two. The wins were Penn State over nine and a half, Oklahoma State under eight and a half with Tom. I got North Carolina over seven and a half, Arizona State under six, Arizona over two and a half, and Vanderbilt over two and a half. Uh, NC State over eight and a half was a loss. Tennessee under eight was a loss. And as producer Jordan roasted me rightly, the Tennessee under eight was the biggest L. I mean, that is the most egg on my face that I'm going to have here. Of course, they had a tremendous season and uh, well exceeded that. As as passionate as I was saying that they weren't going to win eight games, I was right. They won more than eight games. So uh, congrats to the Vols. Bad for me. Six and two overall ain't bad. Danny, uh, Michigan over nine and a half. You were also in on that one. Other wins were Vanderbilt over two and a half, Kansas over two and a half, and Texas under eight and a half. You got a push on the Utah over nine as they finished with nine regular season wins. The losses were Oklahoma State over eight and a half. You were on the other side of that bar fight. The USC under nine and a half, NC State over eight and a half, and Clemson over ten and a half, four, four, and one. What's what are the what are the notes? What are we looking for uh, as we as we go into a new season? Last year sucked. That's what I take away from that, and it's it's not going to happen again. That's all I know. All right, love it. So pissed. But, Point of order before we get to Bud. Yeah, UMass finished one and eleven last year. I won that bet. I was eight and three. Ooh. I don't know why that was, that was a loss. I am yeah. being. 
disrespected in this show today, and I will have my revenge. Stop Stop the the steal. steal. Stop the steal. (laughs) All right, bud. Has, YouTube is monitoring uh, content now, so we, we, we may need to be careful with. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't want to get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to use these strikes, make them count. All right, allegedly, uh, allegedly. allegedly. Uh, <laughs> all right, bud had sixteen locks and brought home twelve winners. He was in on Michigan over nine and a half, TCU over six and a half, all the way to the window. Do I get a double win since they won 13 ball games? <laughs> no, because the 13th was right. not in the regular season. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, TCU over six and a half, Texas under eight and a half, Virginia under seven, yikes, uh, Missouri over five, Air Force over eight and a half, Troy over five, and Troy Boy, all the, you had a five and a half. Wow. Uh, San Jose State over six, SMU over six and a half, Nevada under four and a half, Arkansas State under five, FAU under six and a half. Those were all unfurled in a sicko mode that if you just blindly followed them, it went like seven and one on sicko picks. Again, 12 and four overall. The only losses were UNC under seven and a half, USC under nine and a half, NC State over eight and a half, and then Toledo over eight. Um, notes as you as you look ahead to 2023. Uh, definitely will never be putting Toledo over on my card ever again because I cannot trust that staff to actually play their players in the final two games of the year once they've clinched the uh, once they've already clinched the division. So uh, Nevada with the worst sweat ever. Like they should have started zero and two, and they were like plus nine in turnover ratio uh, through two games. So that was that was great. Really, really, uh, really was feeling good there after the, after those first two complete BS wins they had, but. Um, yeah, like it was, uh, it was a fun year. I'm excited to do it again. The win totals came out a little bit earlier this year, so I don't have 16. Or how I many I have? Yeah, I don't have 16 this year. But maybe I'll get there if, if I like you guys and then do a little lock agreement and totally agree with Tom. Eight, eight and three, bro, killing it. What, yeah. what did we go overall? Eight, eight, six, four, 14, eight. I mean, we went 30 and five. I mean, like 30 and 13 as a yeah. show. That doesn't suck, y'all. No. Here we go. Do we post the uh do we post these picks anywhere here on the podcast? YouTube.com slash cover three. Come uh, come screenshot it. That's a great it's it's a great way if you need to do it before you uh you head on up to the to your local sports book. All right. <clears throat> that means that it's time. It's time to hear the song. So, gentlemen, are you ready for the first time in 2023 to lock it up? Since 2005, the under in games between service companies is 40 9 and 1. You need an over in this one as well. A little two for one special. I was a sicko last week. Y'all were watching videos. I was live betting the hell out of ULN. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it up. He's locked. All right, bud, you've got the honors on the tee box. Why don't you just go ahead and get it going? We'll try to keep everybody about even. Uh, obviously, we'll get lock agreements, lock fights that will end up fleshing out the cards as well. But with a, with a blank slate as we get started, uh, I will let you, Mr. Elliott, uh, take us where you want to go. Yeah, I, I'm just going to go to one that we discussed, uh, oh, about like 24 hours ago, literally, on, on this show. Give me Florida... Over five and a half. Uh, I I don't have great aspirations for this football team, uh, but I have seen Billy Napier successfully you know, achieve goals with this sort of bully ball formula. Uh, I, I like uh, at least some of their matchups. Um, as we talked about, the road game at Missouri late in the year when they it's, – it's sandwiched between a trip to Baton Rouge and coming home to play the Seminoles. So there is definitely like, like a kind of a – I don't think this is like a blind betting angle, but you should probably consider it since it's college kids and it's it's you know kind of a pain in the ass to travel to Columbia, Missouri. But that one scares me a little bit. I just I think Graham Mertz' uh, track record is baked into this number already, and I think most of the folks making the argument for under are like, "Well, Graham Mertz sucks." I'm like, yeah, well, we, we have eyes, we have data, we know. Like it's priced in. If he didn't suck, they wouldn't be five and a half. So, and I'm not really co- totally convinced he sucks with what they're asking him to do. Give me Florida over five and a half. Anybody else in on this one? Bam, lock it up. Gator Dan is back. Hopefully you got that in the chat yesterday because I had to bounce early and I said I was on the floor to over as well. 
Totally agree with you. I think this is the time to buy. I think it's six and six is probably the likely record. I don't think they go five and seven. I think Graham Mertz brings a little more stability than they had even from Anthony Richardson. I mean, Anthony Richardson was very hot or very cold. Clearly, you don't get the upside, but I don't think you get those disastrous games or disastrous throws at times. So I think they're going to be a little more physical. Year two, I think you'll see a jump uh, in the just overall success of this team. It's a process. You have to weed out some guys that don't want to be there, get guys that do. I think the Gators will be better this year. Are they over by October? Whoa. 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 What is Cam Rising playing? Uh, Utah's probably favored even if Rising is not would be shocked if they went in there and it was ugly, an ugly game, and they came out the winners. I don't think any of us would be shocked by that. Utah is definitely favored if Cam Rising is not playing. Like that line opened 10. The speculation as to whether he's playing has driven it down to like seven and a half, eight. So Cam Rising is not a 10 in. point, like he's not a 10 point guy. Like I, yeah. I'm just, I, I like him, but there ain't no way. Well, here's my follow up on Graham Mertz. Um, you know, people might be arguing Graham Mertz stinks, Graham Mertz stinks. Like, are we, where does he fall in the, in the SEC starting quarterbacks? Cause I don't think he's last. I don't think he's 14th. You think he's top 10? I think he would start for Missouri. I think he would start for Missouri as well. You think he would start for Auburn? Because I kind of do. Ooh. Hammer Peyton oh. Thorne. Tom, you 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 have seen a lot of this. I would go Thorne. By but by a lot. Not like not like uh yeah, not like emphatically, but I would give Thorne a slight edge because I feel like he's let he can at least get outside the numbers more than I think Mertz can with his throws. Not the worst in the SEC. Not like and not in the bottom five of power five starters. You know, like we're not talking about just no. a total negative across the board. Question yeah. is, how good is he going to be? Yeah, part of the thing Mertz has to deal with is living up to the hype of both his high, his recruit ranking and his first game. Like he has just not lived up to that and he gets hold to a different standard. I think overall he's not nearly that bad. He's just not very good. Pride of Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, Dennis Dodd saw him first. Always remember, Dennis saw him first. Uh, all right, Tom, why don't you, we got uh, we got the the Noel boys, um, you know, Mr. Garnet, Mr. Gold already on the board. Why don't you take us somewhere else? All right, I'm going to go with one that I was very emphatic about when we did the Big Ten East show a couple weeks ago. And I just, I said this team is going bowling. Their win total is only four and a half. I feel very good about this one. We talked about it two years ago. Michigan State won 11 games, kind of played way over its skis, way over its numbers last year. I think they underperformed how they or they under their record underachieved compared to how they performed. I know they lost some key guys. I know that we just talked about Peyton Thorne. No, Keon Coleman is gone. But I think overall, this is a roster that is much better than a four and eight team. I think this team is at least going five and seven. I've got them going six and six. So give me Michigan State over four and a half. Is there a team that we've been better on as far as like just nailing two years in a row? Because we all, I think, either locked up or seriously loved Michigan State over in 21. And then mm-hmm. we're all like, they're not those guys. Like they, they built a, a team, not a program in 22. Discipline, discipline. I, I, I need to make the graphic fit on the screen. We, we talked about this in, in, in show prep. I'm, but you, I, I you like would, it. I, I'm not. I, you would potentially go the other side? I'm not you, betting under. No, okay. no, I, right. I I would agree with Tom if okay. I had to. Um, let me uh, let's let me stay right there in the Big Ten because when you sometimes I think that you have an opportunity as long as we are still here in division play, which of course is not going to last for much longer. But if you are generally high on other teams, then maybe you know that the way the math goes, some other team is not going to win as many games. And so, yeah, I know. It's crazy, bud. That's the way that it works. <laughs> not for all shows. <laughs> not, not for all shows. I'm telling you what. We, we, me and Zero Jason stuff. Kirk used to sit there and track some of these dudes who would have 11 overs and 300 in one conference. And <laughs> if you had an app that would serve each fan base differently, ain't nobody would ever know that uh, what, what you picked in these other team videos. I'm telling you what. Zero-sum game is the way it works. So, if I... I'm not going to, um, you know, I I believe that Wisconsin is going to snap back to the world. And while everyone roasted me for going under on Iowa, I still think Iowa is going to be very good. I mean, I was watching that scrimmage highlight before Cade McNamara had that little muscle thing. His first two passes in the open scrimmage were a 30-yard completion and a 45-yard completion. Mm -hmm. Like, Cade McNamara is out here trying to make sure 
that Brian Ferentz gets himself to 300 points. So if I'm, I'm liking where Wisconsin's going to be, if I do believe that the Iowa offense is going to be there, if I think that Matt Rule is going to bring some competency to Nebraska, then I'm not going to sell any of my Illinois stock. I'm just, I, where, where are these losses coming from? They're coming from Minnesota because the Golden Gophers are going under seven. They draw Michigan and Ohio State from the other division. They've got a non-conference road trip to UNC and their toss-ups include games at Iowa and at Purdue. Like, sure, you're going to be able to get Northwestern, you know, Louisiana, Eastern Michigan, but oh, hey, that Michigan State team that Tom just talked about and Bud is kind of high on, Michigan State's on that schedule too. Um, I think that we are looking at a quarterback that is not quite ready to live up to the highest projections and, you know, some lost skill talent included Mo Ibrahim. So I'm going Minnesota. I've I had way too many overs. I've got a couple unders. This is one of them. We'll get started with it. Minnesota under seven wins. I can get you in Minnesota under seven and a half, and I know that because I am with you. Lock agreement. Gophers under seven. And again, it is. It's not really about the team as much as it's about their schedule, and some like don't have as much confidence in their QB. So I, I think that combined with what they lost, combined with who they have to play, it is going to be very tough for them to get to eight wins this year. So yeah, lock it up. Yeah, I. I, I'm not locking a green this, but I do think if you run the distributions, like the seven and a half is one of those ones that's actually worth paying for. Mm-hmm. Like, because, because seven is going to come up really often. I, I don't see the bottom falling out of this team. Yeah, the bottom ain't going to fall out, but uh, six wins is right there in the in the middle of the distribution too. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, t- like Tom getting a seven and a half there, I think is is. Yeah, a, I think a really it's minus one fifty something. But I'll pay it. Yeah. yeah. By the way, we should not be picking stuff that's like minus two hundred. Like there's like some like minus one ninety stuff. Like for record keeping, that's that's feels like cheating. I know? was cutting like, off at like minus one sixty. Like there was like I've got some potential for minus one eighty and minus two hundred that I'm leaving on the side and not including in my pick. Yeah, I, I cut mine at like thirty five. But okay. yeah, well, we I can, think that's fine. We can, we can, we can discuss it on a on a pick by pick basis. All right, everyone has a little bit on the board, which means now's a great time to say, coming up on the other side, more of our win totals locks next. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step. The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner, from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, rolling out our win totals locks for 2023. Danny, where do you want to go next? All right, let's do it. You guys are in the Big Ten West. I'll stay there. It's one that we talked about a little bit the other day. I shopped around, found a pretty good number on this one. As somebody who went 4-4-1, and one, I'm shopping around. I don't care if I have to pay up. I need some winners out there. Thank God for Bet Rivers. Let's go. I'm going to have to open an account with some of these numbers that I saw. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, I found them at eight. I'm going over all day long. As bad as the quarterback play was, I think one of the bigger you know, moves this offseason was getting Cade McNamara out there. And I love Chip's analysis there, talking a little bit about what we've seen already from him when he steps under center. I think the offense will be significantly better and more balanced. It should be. It shouldn't be as atrocious as it was last year. I'm telling you, Kirk Ferentz just churns out 
teams that have an identity. Phil Parker, one of the better defensive quarters, uh, coordinators in the game. Schedule, I think it sets up favorable. I don't know about you guys, but every time Iowa State popped up there, I know it's a rivalry game. I, I think Iowa State is in kind of more trouble than Iowa with some of the gambling stuff that's going on. Road game against Penn State could be tough. Wisconsin on the road could be tough. But the rest of them, I see them winning. I think this has push protection all over it. If I can get it at eight, I'm going over all day long. Lock agreement. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, I better not be the cooler for Bud. No, I, 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 I think we're good on this one, man. Um, I mean, I, we may be, but th- this may be a you know dash one. Like, like I th- certainly push is is within the realm of, of possibility on this. And there was some, there were some seven and seven and a half earlier in this offseason, which was which, which was pretty choice. But that was again before the Iowa State suspensions came out. So. Uh, I mean, if they're missing as many starters as kind of the, the Twitter rumors have them missing, that's uh, that's a fairly big deal uh, to miss, like you know, between a third and a quarter of your offense, or excuse me, of, of your team, not your offense. That would be really interesting. Uh, yeah, man. I look. Rutgers is going to come into Kinnick and win. I have a hard time seeing that. You know, like at Nebraska, how much depth does Nebraska have late in the year? I kind of trust Iowa to have more more depth there. At Wisconsin's definitely tough, but I. For really all the reasons Danny said, I, I I trust them to play really good defense. I think they will play better on offense, uh, and I'm, I'm going over. All right. I loved it at seven and a half. Once it creeped up to eight, eight and a half, I kind of just backed off of it. But it was on the card. I just it was more of a late cut. This I, I've got a couple basics on here. What you got? Penn State over nine and a half. I it's a double digit win team. If you think that this team. You know, with one of the best one-two punches at running back with Nick Singleton and Katron Allen, with we supposed to be an upgrade at, at quarterback with Drew Aller taking over, a couple good transfer portal pickups at wide receiver, a defense with Chop Robinson and, and another, like everybody in that front, man, the way that Manny Diaz has got this set up, they're going to be getting after it. They're going to be creating a lot of pressure and a lot of problems for opponents. A lot of production back, you know, good, not a lot of questions. I mean, it's just a, a well-rounded football team. It's not like, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs, which don't have a whole lot of questions. You have to really nitpick, but the you know caliber and the raw talent is a little higher. But it just looks really solid up and down the depth chart. And so, you know, non-con doesn't, it presents power five opportunities, but not power five opportunities that I think are going to trip them up. And, you know, we've talked to, we've been, asking what the tiebreaker scenarios are going to be if everybody goes eight and one in conference play and Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are all beating each other. Which, by the way, I think Ohio State has is favored to win that because of the record of the cross-division opponents? Yes, uh, because Penn State has Northwestern, unless you think Northwestern is going to contribute like three conference wins, there's a high likelihood that Penn State would lose out in the tiebreaker to that. Right, and Ohio State has the Wisconsin right there to be able to really help them. Anyway, this is about Penn State. Unless Illinois. If Illinois goes undefeated in the West. True. Well, then, then, And that's the one loss. Well, that can't work. If Illinois Illinois loses one time, which is to Penn State, then maybe like the Alana can carry the Wildcats' terrible win-loss record most likely. We're that good. We'll have to carry Penn State too. (laughs) West Virginia, uh, Delaware, UMass. Like Nothing there that's going to trip them up. Uh, the Ohio State Michigan games, and of course they're at Maryland. That's the one that's the next dangerous one. But I feel confident that this is a ten-win team at minimum. I'm going to go Penn State over nine and a half. Did you guys read Feldman's freak list this year? Yes, I was going to mention yeah. this. Yeah, he listed like 101 players, and there were like what eight or nine Penn State players on the list. He said he had to cut a couple. Yeah, <laughs> this, this I saw means- Singleton and Robinson. Oh, Who like- else? Foolish Fashanu's on. Oh yeah, Fashanu's on. Oh yeah. Excuse me, I forgot one of the best. Yeah, one of the best tackles in the entire country is sitting there on that offensive line. Abdul Carter was on. I mean, it's just it is a the starting unit on that team is nuts. The depth, I I I feel confident about. We don't know for sure, but the starting units on those that that Penn State team is ridiculous this year. Gosh, we don't have any fights yet. I want to join Chip on this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not fighting this yet. Uh, We're going to pick the entire Big Ten at this rate. Well, I, I like the way <laughs> they need to be ready to go early, though. Yeah. Like, I'm not fighting this. Like, West Virginia, Illinois, Iowa, all, all in the first four weeks is not, it's not nothing. 
Chalk. You better With be a quarterback. Out. We really don't know. I mean, expectations off the charts for Drew Aller that we just don't know. I'm not going to fight it because I, I, I kind of think they're going to. They have so much talent, but I'm gonna stay away. All right. Um, let's go to Bud. All right. So we already did an SEC. We did a Big Ten. I'm sure, I got Gator fans all really, really pleased in the chat. Let's go to Tallahassee. I'm going over nine and a half. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I think that they have some real weapons on the outside with Wilson and Coleman. Uh, I, they have probably seven offensive linemen that they feel deep about. I wasn't on a podcast the last time that happened in Tallahassee, so that's that's kind of rare. Really like what Jordan Travis has looked like. Um, I think defensively they are. You guys know I was, I was. I think some of their defensive improvement last year was kind of fraudulent. I, I think they're much better defensively this year as far as talent. So I'm going to go over at nine and a half. Uh, there are certainly scenarios in which you lose the big two games, but you take care of business in the other games. And there's also a scenario in which you win one of the big two or even two of the big two and give yourself some breathing room against this number. So give me the over nine and a half there in Tallahassee. Doing it. I mean, I can't like I look like I'm riding its coattails because I keep just hopping on the agreement. But I, I look, it's it's highlighted right there. Look at that. Over, 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 of course. Jeez. Are you guys ready for this? So ESPN put out their top 100 players. No school in the country has more than FSU. They have six in the top 100 players in college football. I think you can trust this team. I really do. Um Jordan, I think you trust the leadership. You trust the depth. They're start finally starting to kind of starting to see a lot of the returns. I just I like this team a lot. I like the way it sets up for them. I don't think you have to, even if, like Bud said, even if they went 0 for 2, I still think they can handle their business and play their way back to the ACC championship game. I trust like the leadership and character of the players that came back to do something special, like bigger than themselves, bigger than an NFL career. They want to try to win a championship. I'm buying in. Also, can we take a little bit of, of a, an issue with this ESPN list? There are only yes. six offensive linemen in the top hundred players in the country. Mm-hmm. Six? <laughs> Come on, guys! Like, like I mean, mm. nobody like, knows that's, how that's to a evaluate lot of offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's really I, all it boils down to. I don't. I mean, I, I get it, but I'm also not going to like hold their. Not, I can't sure. say that I would do better. You know, it's not sexy to, to list list more like ten or eleven offensive linemen, but. You know. Or it's just your put you put together a top one hundred list, you're gonna be able to get like you you know who those offensive linemen are that scouts and teams and like the all conference types that are, you know, rising to the top of the board. But it's difficult to evaluate offensive linemen for you know, unless you played the position or coached in football or you are a scout. I mean, but I think that your background probably helps a lot. But I mean, are your eyes on the offensive line all the time? Are you breaking down all twenty two? Uh no comment on having all twenty-two access, uh, but definitely like since we're not, we don't, we definitely don't off have the record. That. Can you get me some? Uh, off the record, uh, you got to coordinate the logins. Um, <laughs> you guys don't have it yet. No, I don't think we don't broadcast the games. So uh, I got to hook you guys up. I guess we got it. Please now. do. Yeah. Um, so do do you get it as the like as part of the broadcast? Yeah. 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 All the broadcast yeah, yeah, team gets counts. It. Yeah. Mm, well. Good. When we have our alternate stream for Big Ten games in 2024, then we'll be ready to go. The Cover 3 podcast presents the Big Ten game of the week on YouTube. I would love it. Yeah. All right. I, mean, so we'll, I don't know. When I watch games, I watch the lines. Yeah. The camera takes you to where the ball goes eventually. But Unless I'm in the box. And then I watch the secondary. Yeah. Because like you, there's enough TV delay. You can watch the secondary. And then you can look up at the TV to watch the play and see mm-hmm. what happened as far as line of scrimmage stuff. Because like, like, a lot of stadiums, the TV copy is too tight. But unless, yeah, I was going to say, unless you've got the overhead or the, was it the end zone camera? Unless you've got the end zone camera, you've got half the line that it's really tough to be able to see hand placement and like positioning and things like that. So it's always- You know, a lot of broad, myself included, you can cheat in the booth when you're calling the game. Because I'll do with Bud exactly what he said. You can watch the play develop, routes develop, and they have a return monitor in your booth that's usually almost two seconds delayed. So you can be watching downfield. If you miss some sort of block up front, you can look really quick and catch the number. If there's a holding call, you can kind of catch it sometimes. So you sound like a genius. Get a little bit of a cheat <laughs> sheet up there in the box. And I like that delay in the press box too. Yeah. Watch the field. Then Is that how Tony Romo does it? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's about tendencies and tape and film study. Tom, where do you want to go? Uh, well, I'm... Oh, yeah. Is anybody else in on Florida State? No. no. Is Tom going to fight it? I know. He, he we had some faces made. Okay. I mean, All right. It's the, the homerism of that pick between you two is just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I just, it's whatever. Uh, I'm going to go with Illinois over six and a half. <laughs> the homerism. <laughs> it's got to be crazy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I feel like, you know, disrespect is a good way that I would put the way Illinois is being treated. I think I, I understand where it comes from because of their history, but I, and people just kind of wondering, you know, if they could do it again, if it was just kind of a one year wonder, but I, they can do it again. Like they're going to go bowling and they're going to win seven games. They could win eight games. They could win nine games defensively. I know they lost a lot in the secondary, but their front seven is still spectacular. They have one of the best defensive lines in the country. They have depth on the offensive line. They have depth at running back. They have more producers at the receiver position than they had last year. And I think with Luke Altmyer, well, I don't think he's going to be as consistent as DeVito because he doesn't have that kind of experience. He's got a better arm for pushing the ball vertically down the field, which is something they sorely lacked last year. And I think is something that in the big 10 is effective, especially in the West, because most teams aren't able to do it. So I think this team is winning at least seven games. I think they're going to compete for the Big Ten West Division title again. So give me the Illini over six and a half. Speaking of homers, um, I had it on my feet. So I have to do it. Wait, are you in too? Oh, yeah. Yes! Fight. Oh, no, wrong oh, one. No, no, no. Bad vibes, bad vibes. Early, early. <laughs> Here we go. This is, this is this is early season. Gonna have some. You know what, Chip? If Illinois goes six and six, I am blaming that button hit right there. <laughs> it's all on you. <laughs> Bad uh, tone setter. Yeah, Bud. You wanna? You what's just everything Tom said? Uh, basically, yeah. And I, I just think that they are. Uh, I just like them a little bit better than than I do some of these other perceived like upper mid level teams in the Big Ten. And I I do trust I trust Bielema to to comfortably get to a bowl game i just think seven comes up a lot like very often you don't um you don't get blown out of games when you've got one of the best defensive lines in the conference it's country. it's gonna be it's it, in the country sure but like you you yeah. do, are not going to find yourself in a position against anybody on this schedule where you're just like totally outclassed so yeah Give me, like, uh, give me Illinois to win more games than they lose. There's a lot of talk about Johnny Newton, a lot of talk about Keith Randolph, but the only member of that defensive line to make Feldman's freak list who deserves to be there because he is an absolute freak, Gabe Ackes, is somebody that you're going to – if you don't know that name yet, you're going to know it after this season. All right. Two overs, one under. Let's uh, let's, let's go to the OG. Just, just got to – I got to stay committed to – the very first win total that I just went out and had to lock up and it's moved, but there is still a, a major sports book um, where you can still get the eight. I know they're eight and a half elsewhere, but you ain't going to lose with the schedule. So soft as what Jeff Brom and the Louisville Cardinals are going to face with nine games where your fans either because they are home games or they are drivable neutral site games. And those neutral site games against Georgia Tech in, you know, first full year of a new head coach and in Indiana, potentially in its last year with a head coach. Jack Plummer coming in, running an offense that he's very comfortable with, good wide receiver pickups from the transfer portal to be able to plug and play and continue that line of succession of Jeff Brom offenses producing great wide receivers. So I'm going Louisville over eight wins. It, it's just extremely related to several other plays I plan to play. So I'm not like, like it. Yeah. Uh, not going to fight it. Yeah. I don't trust it. I, I did bet them to the ACC. Uh, so. Yeah. I just, no. you know, the, it, it seems old at this point. We did the ACC win total so long ago. The Louisville schedule was the buzzword of, uh, you know, like a month ago at the ACC football kickoff, but 
I still got to go back to it, man. I'm not going to leave it on the floor when it was one of the first win totals of the entire board that jumped out to me. So I'm glad we still get an eight, and uh, and, and I'll go ahead and take that over. They Thanks. opened this so long ago. Unnecessary roughness still had a sports book to talk about, okay? And it opened at seven. And now, like, now you got to bet eight. Like, like it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, Danny. Uh, I need an under. I can't believe we waited this long to discuss this one. But there's a name that has been the hottest name in college football. I've said it the minute I saw the number come out. Let's go to Colorado. Deion Sanders. Shador Sanders. My guy, Coach Brewster, was out. Stand up. <laughs> Sit down, Coach. You're going oh. under. <laughs> Three and a half under. I still got to see it to believe it. I think it starts off rough, and I think it comes off the rails a little bit. Again, let me be clear. I think long-term it works. I like what Dion is doing. I think he had to do it by necessity. But I think the rough start kind of becomes too much for them to overcome. What have we seen from programs – that have really sold themselves on going out and buying players and getting players to come in, the quick fix, the hired assassins. Think Texas A&M, think Miami, now Colorado, like the most outspoken of this way. If things start to go south, the tendency is you throw in the towel and you kind of start resetting for next year mentally, and you throw in the towel. I think the rough start does them in. Give me under three and a half for Colorado. So – if there's a team with like a greater variance of outcomes, uh, I'm I'm not really sure I've seen it. I, I will say, I do have a little side action with Paul, our guest from yesterday, who supported St. June, or St. Jude, excuse me, St. Jude. Uh, he gave a little fifty to one shot on them to make a bowl. So uh, I'm I am excited to see if, if if I'm wrong about Colorado. Maybe I'm like very wrong and and uh, in, in either direction. Well, same. I'll happily admit if I'm wrong and they go six and whatever or higher. Happily admit it. They take they beat Nebraska. They beat TCU in Nebraska. God damn it! Oh, that all, that's off the table. Blow <laughs> that one up. I might try to hack into the spreadsheet and delete it. <laughs> no, we're not. We're if not. you want access, just ask. You just can't hack the YouTube. <laughs> uh, Danny, Coach Brewster's Simon says builds team culture. Doesn't matter if the head coach doesn't want it. It's a totally effective. I like Tim Brewster. He was with me in Denver. I had some. He we had a back and forth. It wasn't about him. It was the difference in college and pro coaching. That's all. It yeah. Was. Um. All right, Tom. Sit down, Brew. Uh. Sit down. You're going under. <laughs> I'm going to go with another one. I was pretty emphatic about when we talked about it during the SEC West show. I got burned on it last year, but I'm right back at it again because I I like this roster. I like the coach that the upgrade they've made on the coaching side. Give me Auburn over six and a half. I I know that they're in the tougher, you know, they're in a very tough division, but I think that they are being underestimated. And I think a couple other teams in that division are being overestimated. And I think Auburn's going to surprise some people with some wins this year. They've got a very difficult schedule, but I think they're going to do well in their non Georgia, Alabama. And um, what's the other game that they're playing? Whatever. In those other than those three big LSU, I think they're going to do well in their other nine games. So, Auburn over six and a half. Chip, let me hear some children. I think Tom said this perfectly. Like, I don't know if Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or Arkansas are going to be a lot worse than everybody thinks, but I'm confident that one of them will. And that's sort of all the Tigers need, right? You just, you need one of those games to be a layup, essentially. Like, by the time that, that it gets played, it's like, okay, like, Auburn's got this one. A game that now we they might be a small underdog in or a small favorite in. All of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, that team has quit. The chemistry on that team is bad, whatever. Auburn's favored by 12. And then and then we go cash this ticket. I like to bet on the teams that plop down the money at the counter of the transfer portal, right? And I think Auburn has, has really gone after high-level players here at a lot of spots. So, yeah, uh, I, I went over on the win total show. I'm go- going over on the win total lock show. Six and a half. Let's lock it up. Give me Latifa. I'm with you guys identically on a lot of the reasons. I think you saw a, I mean, it was awful, awful hire. Stating the obvious, Brian Harson. I think Hugh Freeze fits. I think he's been here before. He knows how to win games here. I'm going over. Love it. Um, 
All right. I need a I need an under. There's too many overs on this board. And there's a team We're just the optimistic group. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a team that actually plays Auburn, and I think they're gonna lose that game. And I think they're gonna lose a lot more games. In fact, I I think they're gonna lose like eight games, maybe even nine games. Let's go with the Cal Golden Bears under. And I, I need some, you know, there are five and a halfs out there. They are a little bit pricey. I would go five two. Can I get can I get a verdict on uh before, can I get a verdict on which number I'm locking in? Well, what's the juice on the five and a half? Minus one fifty eight yeah. at FanDuel. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, so let's do it. Like, Cal, how, how many college ball shows actually keep records? You, you know what I'm saying? Like we 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 do. Yeah. So, so yeah. We're going Cal under uh strong, strong under. I think Auburn's a loss. At Washington's a loss. Oregon State's a loss. At Utah's a loss. USC's a loss. At Oregon's a loss. UCLA's a loss. There's no Colorado on the schedule. There's no Arizona on the schedule. They literally are drawing the five best teams in the conference, in conference play. There are five top 25 teams from the Pac-12 right now on the preseason AP top 25 poll, and Cal's going to have to play all of them. I mean, yeah, you've got toss-ups against Arizona State, which might be starting Jane Rashada. You've got toss-up against a Washington State, which the bowl team type caliber right there. And when you factor in just sort of the overall trajectory of this program right now, I I do not feel confident that they are going to be able to do this. Heck, at Stanford could get dicey. I mean, at North Texas could get dicey. I don't I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Cal is going to be favored in those games, but I see a lot of losses and again, seven. I feel very confident penciling in right there. And so give me Cal under five and a half. Is Justin Wilcox first coach fired this fall? Ask Zach. No, Cal doesn't care enough to fire the coach during the season. Yeah, I I've, I will stick to my October 12th Thunderdome um, game. Thursday night, it's Houston, West Virginia. Loser fires their coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, For performance-related reasons, obviously. Like, I, I, you may have a you know a scandal that we don't know about. Do you, do you know about was was that, was that you, like, <laughs> no literally okay. no I I, I but no, just sits I, on I, I do not. Silver Steve, do not jump in my DMs and ask me if we need to report on something. No, I I have no idea about any scandals right now at all. Maybe if there's a major college football coach dealing with this. No. All right. So let's – coming up on the other side, we continue with our locks for the 2023 season. Next. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. All right. And again, our thanks Whoa. to Nicole for wow. uh, for pulling yeah, together. Mud shots. Look at yeah. those glamour shots. Went to the nice. mall for that one. Danny and I are the only ones who wore ties. We're classy. All right, right. bud, so far on the board has Auburn over six and a half, Illinois over six and a half, Florida State over nine and a half, Florida over five and a half, and Iowa over eight. I've got Illinois over six and a half, Minnesota under seven and a half, Penn State over nine and a half, Louisville over eight, Cal under five and a half. Danny's got Auburn over six and a half, Florida State over nine and a half, Florida over five and a half, Iowa over eight, and Colorado under three and a half. Tom's on Auburn over six and a half, Illinois over six and a half, Minnesota under seven and a half, and Michigan State over four and a half. Tom, why don't you take us where you would like to go? Uh, let's see here. How many Big 12 locks do we have so far? I've um, got a couple that I need to draw. So okay. let's, let's, right. go there. Let's, let's go to the Big 12. You just mentioned the first coach being fired. Well, here's my bet. West Virginia, under five and a half. Just bad vibes. Like, I don't think this is a terrible team roster-wise, but just co- coming off of last season with the idea that Neil Brown needs to win right away, with that Thunderdome game you mentioned against Houston early in the year, I just feel like if things get off to a slowish start, that it's just going to continue to spiral for the entire season. So give me the Mountaineers under five and a half. 
you are in a must-win season, and the only certified win is Duquesne. <laughs> you need to be able to stack wins, get to a bowl game, and I see lost to Penn State, lost to Pitt, lost to Texas Tech, lost to TCU, maybe loss at UCF, at Oklahoma, at Baylor. I mean, Oklahoma State might get you as well. Uh, forget five and seven. This thing looks like three and nine, especially if you consider the chances of a midseason coaching change. Um, yeah, strong, strong under on this one for me as well. Staying, steering clear. You, you love the JUCOs. Bud's going to tell me this JUCO depth chart has got a lot of guys that he saw in Florida at a camp who are going to be able to lead West Virginia to the postseason. I just don't. I don't have enough confidence in my numbers on some of these other low, like low power rated Big Twelve teams to be sure that, like, are we sure that they're like not favored at home over BYU? Like, are are, are we sure that they're not favored like at Houston, you know, or Cincinnati at home? Yeah, I I, I get it, and I certainly am not going to fight it. Uh, I I just can't lock it up. I don't know. Bad vibe. I listen. All, all. I had it on the on the sheet, um, but you know, Tom is hit it on the nail there. Hit the nail on the head there. Vibes are not great. Um, I had a great moment of realization when I was. Uh, we were doing the Big Twelve win totals. You know, we'll remember that Wade joined us, and I had an over for Oklahoma State, but Wade pointed out. That it's you're only asking Mike Gundy to go like four and five in conference play. Mike Gundy is a 61% winning percentage in Big 12 play across his entire career. The number of seasons that he wins less game, he loses more games than he wins is like few and far between. They just like every three or four years or so. And so when you have Central Arkansas and Arizona State and South Alabama as your non conference schedule, you're really just asking, and by the way, they avoid Texas, and they avoid Texas Tech, and they avoid TCU, and they avoid Baylor. So with all those top half Big 12 teams out of the schedule, you're now asking Mike Gundy to simply go out there and win four out of nine Big 12 games. I would trust Mike Gundy with four rattlesnakes and seven actual cowboys to go out there and win four out of nine Big 12 games. We ride with the Pokes, Oklahoma State over six. Oh, Oklahoma State over six Wait, and what? a half. Six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. Six and a but half. yes, lock, 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 lock agreement with you there. All right. All right. Oh, yes. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe Texas Tech is as good as all the writers think, you know. But uh, but they're not on the schedule, right? You know who is Iowa State and Oaks and Okie State gets them early. So to me, I would much rather play Iowa State early rather than late this season. And then you play Houston real late in the year. Think, think that's a big crowd in Houston when Oklahoma State comes to town? What, 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 what's the crowd split on that? Probably 50-50, right? A lot, lot of kids oh, from, Oklahoma uh, State fans. There. Yeah, a mm-hmm. lot, lot, lot of kids from from Texas end up going to Oklahoma State. You know, Cincinnati at home kind of late in the year. I uh, I bet this team to win the Big 12. So I certainly – I mean, it was 60-1. to I kind of felt like we've seen Gundy all, almost do it, what, two years ago when, when, when Baylor got him? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I – I think the over here. What was Oklahoma State has won seven games for the last sixteen seasons, at least seven games. Six and a half. Man, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. To infinity and beyond. Let y'all know. Tom said it best, and Bud hammered it home, like. The wheels aren't going to fall off that bad. He's been a consistent winner, and I think the upside is there. I think this is the time to get Oklahoma State. I mean, they were an inch away from being in the playoff two years ago. It's pretty wild. Um, I love it. I'm going to uh, – Bedlam boy right here. Uh, I 
I'll just go ahead and take the wheel and tell you I'm also on the Oklahoma over, kind of like we talked about in the Big 12 podcast. Uh, I looked at the Oklahoma total and the Oklahoma depth chart, and I was like, oh, man, nine and a half. That's, are we sure that this is a 10-win team? And against a lot of schedules in the Big 12, I'm not sure if it's a 10-win a team. But against this schedule, I definitely think that Oklahoma can go out there and win 10 games. I think that you're looking at Arkansas State, SMU, at Tulsa, Cincinnati, Iowa State, UCF, at Kansas, uh, West Virginia, BYU. I mean, obviously the Texas game is going to be a little bit of a toss-up. They will be an underdog there. TCU, that game is actually going to be in Norman. I, it is It is not a team that in other conference, if they will not be able to go play their 2024 schedule with this roster and win 10 games, but against this schedule in 2023, I've got Oklahoma as a 10 win team. So I'll go Oklahoma over nine and a half. Not joining you. I, uh, I'm going to fight this. Yeah. Oh. Fight, 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 fight. Fight. If their defense doesn't improve as much as their fan, fans think, SMU is losable. Now, I'm not picking SMU to beat them, but like that is a losable game for sure. Iowa State, again, early, I certainly get that. I like Texas over them. Do they play enough defense to beat UCF? I think so, but I don't know so. At Kansas, they handled Kansas last year. We already bet over on Oklahoma State, so this is kind of correlated to that. At BYU, I mean – Again, like that—that's a win. That's probably a double-digit favorite. But are you are you two touchdowns at BYU and then TCU end of the year? I I, I can see three slip-ups here. They didn't show last year to to think that they're definitely that well coached. I mean, like maybe they will, but I we'll we'll see. Finally, got a fight. Yeah, a little bit of blood on the on the board. Would love to see it. Um, all right, Danny. All right, I can go back to the SEC, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, I, I texted you guys. I was asking about the odds because I found this number at seven and a half and I thought it was stealing. Um, again, one of the bigger moves of the offseason was what Jimbo Fisher did at College Station, bringing in Bobby Petrino. I think it works. I think a fresh set of eyes, a fresh bit of insight, just a little bit more of an open offense. Bobby Petrino's had a lot of success with quarterbacks. I think Connor Wegman's really good. I think the roster is really stacked. I did talk to Billy Lucci last week, so I might have had a little bit of a <laughs> he got dosed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But <laughs> he pointed out, I mean, they might have one of the better defensive lines in the SEC. And if it's in the SEC, it might be in the country. I mean, Bud, they're a they're a, a blue chip ratio team, right? I mean, they Indeed are they are they are talented. If it comes together, I think they'll be 5-0 and when Alabama comes to town. That'll be really curious. We've seen that before, but I'll go text a m over. Shout out to <laughs> Alex Stefanich for his comment there. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I feel like, I don't know. Okay, we're going to do it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know... Um, we kind of use Danny as the sounding board in our group chat. Like, like sometimes we'll have some extremely banger tweets that I'm like, <laughs> can the public see this? And if, if Danny says, no, I wouldn't tweet this. Then I, then we, like, All right, I'm not going to tweet it. So Danny's kind of like the firewall between us and some amazing comedy. Uh, Alex is a real friend, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, no, no, like for real. Like not, oh, not, are you? Not just a friend of the show. Yeah. Shout nice. out to Alex. Thanks for hanging <laughs> out and watching live. Get, get kind of good, getting some good LOLs from the crowd. Um, all right, I can rock with it. Text it. Anybody else on it? No. All right, Tom. I'm done trusting Texas A&M. Uh, <laughs> all right, I hate to do this to you, Chip. North Carolina under eight and a half. That team. I tweeted this out. I was tweeting some stats, like doing research for that betting guide I had right earlier this week. Um. You know, North Carolina played in seven games that were three points or less decided by either uh-huh. win or lose, and they went yeah. five and two in those seven games. Uh, I just they they had a lot of close game kind of luck that I think could even out. And I know Drake May is really good, but I don't really like a whole lot about that team other than Drake May. And maybe he can lead them to nine wins by himself, but that defense is just I have no faith in it. So UNC under eight and a half. Yeah. 
Do you know what uh, school did not have anyone on Bruce's freaks list? North Carolina. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's a little, little bit different, uh, I guess. All right. Um, no, no, I, I do not disagree uh, with that take right there because eight and four is still a very North Carolina season. Mm-hmm. So it would not be a bad, uh, if you were under seven and a half, I would, I'd be a little bit alarmed, but under eight and a half, you're, you're not going to hear any pushback from me on that one. Um, Boston College over five and a half. It's a bowl team. They got a really, really good defensive line. Even marginal increases in injury luck on the offensive line are going to mean that they're going to be able to get back to doing what Boston College wants to do. It's what Jeff Halfley wants to do, be able to establish that line of scrimmage. Um, you know, we don't have Zay Flowers anymore, but I don't think that that's I don't I don't think that that's so much that I believe that they're not going to be able to um, get a passing game going. Obviously, they pick up Ryan O'Keefe from UCF. I'm, I don't think that's a plug and play replacement, but I do think that's a valuable add to the offense. I just you know there was a blood dropped it maybe even two years ago that you look at and maybe this applies to his Florida. He, it does apply. You mentioned it for the Florida pick. If there are five and a halfs out there for teams that you can find something to really believe in. I like being able to get that over because you know that that's a team that's trying to get to a bowl. So, uh, so give me Boston College over five and a half. I definitely don't hate that either. I have so many picks. That is <laughs> do you really have to go soon? Uh, yeah, I do have a flight. So, um, okay. Like, do you have clear? Twelve oh five. Twelve oh. Throw I, them I out there. I, I, I do not have clear. All right. Um, Let's do the rest of the Power 5 stuff, and then I'll hit you with like the machine gun sicko mode, I guess. Um, I'm going to take UCLA over 8.5. Um, when has Chip Kelly had a quarterback-dependent offense? Mm-hmm. Never. When has Chip Kelly had a defense? I think this year. Mm. So I like Chip Kelly and UCLA. Everybody's kind of talking about you know the big whatever in the Pac-12, you know, Utah and Oregon and Washington and, and, and USC and, and Oregon State. I'm like, what? What about UCLA? Like UCLA can't be as good as Oregon State. UCLA beat the brakes off Washington last year physically. I, I don't know. I mean, I bet them forty-one to make the playoff. Uh, just in turn, like if they really, really hit, maybe Dante Moore, if if he ends up being the starter, could be a, like a total stud. And then you know, Chip's got a, a you know phenom quarterback or something like that. I I think they can go nine and three. They could also go like like five and seven because the offensive line falls apart. So, so yeah, during, there, there is some concern. No, listen, I'm all. I think that the offense is still going to be awesome. I think they are like a top half of the Pac-12 team, and that you draw the line after UCLA, and there is a huge drop when you get down below them to the next team. Um, I, somebody pointed out during the Pac-12 win total show as I was explaining my over. The Chip Kelly doesn't care about non-conference games principle is a little bit terrifying. I understand that South Coastal, Alabama last year. Yeah, like I understand that Coastal Carolina has a coaching change. We don't have Jamie Chadwell anymore, but we do have Grayson McCall. And you're going to San Diego State, which is definitely going to try to take the air out of the ball and win that game. You know, 27 to 24, if possible, maybe even less than that. But I, in general, I am high on this UCLA team. No, uh, no pushback from me on that one. Love to hear. Let's go. Um, let's see. So, Tom, are you? How many do you have left? I have six left. Whoa. Mm-hmm. All right, Bud, how many do you have left? Uh, well, see, I need to make a check on Illinois there because I already agreed with that one. I have one, one, two, three, four sicko modes. Uh, one, two, three. I have five sicko modes, and that's it. I have no more, uh, no more major plays. All right. Well, go. let's let's see. All right, hold on. He'll be playing for you. Five for sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass UConn. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. Let's do this thing. All right. So, uh, Virginia under three and a half. You know my thoughts on the offensive coaching there. East Carolina under five and a half. I rode that team a lot last year. I just think it, every team uh, begins anew. Colorado State over four and a half. Uh, I bet them to win the Mountain West at 40 to one. I think there's still some like 25s out there, which are, are certainly interesting. Louisiana under seven and a half. Um, just, I, I thought, I think Napier kind of had something special there. I'm not sure they're special anymore. Certainly, no, they don't suck. Um, 
And then Charlotte over three, I just kind of the uncertainty principle. I have no idea what I'm going to get with this team. At least Biff Pogey knows these players because mm-hmm. he coached them in high school. So maybe there's that. And like, am I really sure that Tulsa and UAB and, and all those teams are better than them? It, it, not really. I, I think there's a likelihood that they are the, probably the worst team in the league, but I'm not totally convinced of it. So give me that potential upside. Those are your sicko mode plays. Let's go sweep. Sicko mode sweep. <laughs> do you do you have any uh, t- Tom? Do you have any agreement or fights for any of the sicko modes? I have an agreement on the Colorado State over four and a half. Oh, so Just, awesome. I, I think that team takes a big step forward this year compared to what we saw last year. They were playing better at the end of the year than they were at the beginning. They mm-hmm. got hammered by Michigan, but they were at least starting to get things together once. Uh, Mountain West play started. I, uh, it, but are you having to do any of the overrated, underrated stuff that's going on right now on the editorial side? Uh, we, we've done some through 24 7, not on the CBS side. We have to do one overrated team and one underrated team for every single conference, including the Mountain West and the American Athletic Conference. And, um, Colorado State's definitely my underrated team for the Mountain West. And I think they're going to double their win total and flirt with eligible eligibility mm-hmm. this year. Who is even rated in the Mountain West? Like, how do we decide <laughs> an, an overrated team? So like, are, do you have to basically go Boise or like, are, are some people still rating Fresno really high? So what you have to do, what I, well, everyone's going to, some people just say whatever. Um, I'm not like shaming them for that. It's a difficult assignment that you're just going to get roasted by a fan base, right? Yep. You're just choosing who you're going to get roasted by. But what I do is I compare to the preseason order of finish because that is a re- like or the top 25 poll when it's appropriate. Because then I can say, all right, um, the me- Mountain West media has it like this. I've got it like this. Here are my differences. Boom. That's how I do my overrated underrated. So it's it's very difficult. But I like the Colorado State play for both y'all. Um, all right, Bud, you're all in. You're good. I am. By the way, Denny said that he had lock agreement with Charlotte, but I think he only dropped his eight additional Power Five plays in the chat. And he's got uh, UTSA on the board too. Yeah, he said he, he was considering UTSA. Charlotte, but he oh, was—he okay. didn't say he was going to do it for sure. Okay, got it. Yeah, DJ and Dan. Hey y'all, it's Chip. Something happened today during our recording of the Win Totals Locks episode. It was devastating. Sports books across the country—they do not want us or you to thrive. Clearly. Our YouTube stream froze. We could all still see each other. We could all hear each other. We kept going. And now it appears as though the on-demand product as well has been tampered with. 11 minutes of locks lost. It's heartbreaking. But they won't and cannot hold us down. You want these locks. You get these locks. And so I'm here to help with the cleanup. This is the full win totals locks card. Bud's got Oklahoma State over six and a half, Vanderbilt over three and a half, Florida over five and a half, Iowa over eight, Florida State over nine and a half, Illinois over six and a half, Auburn over six and a half, Oklahoma under nine and a half, Colorado State over four and a half, Virginia under three and a half, ECU under five and a half, UCLA over eight and a half, Louisiana under seven and a half, Charlotte over three. I've got. Oklahoma State over six and a half. Vanderbilt over three and a half. Penn State over nine and a half. Minnesota under seven and a half. West Virginia under five and a half. Illinois over six and a half. Cal under five and a half. Oklahoma over nine and a half. Louisville over eight. Boston College over five and a half. Pitt over seven. Clemson over 10. Danny has. DJ and Danny's back, by the way. We're thrilled love to see it. Oklahoma State over six and a half. Vanderbilt over three and a half. Florida over five and a half. Iowa over eight. Florida State over nine and a half. Colorado under three and a half. Auburn over six and a half. Texas AM over seven and a half. Duke under six and a half. Mississippi State under six and a half. Pitt over seven, Kentucky over six and a half, Baylor under seven and a half, Arizona State over four and a half, UTSA over seven and a half. And Tom has 
Oklahoma State over six and a half. Vanderbilt over three and a half. Michigan State over four and a half. Minnesota under seven and a half. West Virginia under five and a half. Illinois over six and a half, Auburn over six and a half, North Carolina under eight and a half, Colorado State over four and a half, Mississippi State under six and a half, NC State over six and a half, Stanford over two and a half, Ohio, the wagon over seven. Lock infinity all across the board on Oklahoma State over six and a half and Vanderbilt over three and a half. Lock Unity, that Latifah coming for Illinois over six and a half, Auburn over six and a half, and lock agreements include Florida over five and a half, Iowa over eight, Florida State over nine and a half, Minnesota under seven and a half, West Virginia under five and a half, Mississippi State under six and a half, Colorado State over four and a half, and Pitt over seven. And the one and only lock fight on the board is is on Oklahoma, Bud on the under nine and a half. I am on the over nine and a half. We thank you so much for hanging with us. Uh, we hope that you know what what was lost, we were able to deliver in some form or fashion. Come hang out with us at youtube.com slash cover three. If you've got any follow-up about this, that we'll be sure to answer your questions all the way until those win totals lock. And you can follow him somewhere on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Bud 3 You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. And you for listening. Thank you very much.